My guest today, Fabiana Carpio Brunetti, is a field marketing professional who has led teams and worked directly with field sellers to grow field awareness and most importantly, grow pipeline and progress deals. She currently is the director of enterprise marketing at a company called Pure Storage. In this episode, we discussed how can sales collaboratively work with field marketing to maximize net new opportunity, how top sales pros can engage with field marketing, or how do they do it, building up your go-to-market team, and how to build thought leadership in your territory to get in front of those clients that matter the most. Hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the High Tech Freedom Podcast. This is a podcast where we bring successful tech sales professionals, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs to share best practices, insights, and lessons learned with other tech sales professionals. As a sales professional, the more we learn, the more we earn. Once we earn it, how can we put those hard-earned commission dollars back to work to build additional income streams that will create the freedom we are all working to achieve? I'm your host, Chris Freeman. I'm a high-tech sales leader, real estate investor, and lifetime learner. All right. Well, welcome to the High Tech Freedom Podcast. Fabiana, welcome. How are you doing? Great. Thank you for having me here today. Yeah. So just uh, so my guest today is Fabiana Carpio Brunetti. And uh, we actually worked together a while back. And so I'm super excited to have you. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, uh, who you are, what you do? Sure. Um, Hello. I've been in marketing for 18 years, uh, from which 13 has been in technology. And the last, I'm currently at Pure Storage. I've been there for a year. It's been amazing so far. And prior to Pure Storage, I spent 11 years at Citrix. Uh, driving pipeline and revenue growth for um, for various different segments uh, throughout that 11 years. Always in the Americas Marketing Organization, where I got to work with you when you That's were supporting right. commercial. That's right. That was a good time. So when we met, I was a sales leader, and you were leading uh, a field marketing team. So I don't want to assume that everybody that's listening understands or is familiar with what field marketing does. So why don't you take a minute just to clarify that role? Yeah, sure. So field marketing, when we were at Citrix, I remember we used to report directly into sales. There's different models here at Pure uh, Storage. We report into marketing. So it doesn't really matter where you report to. Field marketing is the marketing organization that is the closest to sales because we are basically an extension of sales. Um, anything that we do uh, is strategically aligned to the goals of the segment, the goals of the districts, of the regions. And um, we are very focused on uh, pipeline growth and also acceleration of, of open deals to, to accelerate deals that are currently in motion. Yeah. I've always thought that, you know, kind of reflecting back to it, I've always felt for the field marketing team because one of the challenges of the role, I think, is you're an overlay, right? And I was I managed an overlay team for a number of years. And it's always a little bit more challenging when you're not directly in the in, you know, you're not driving the boat, right? You're you're trying to support the team. You're trying to come in and provide value to the team. You're trying to help create scale with the team, but you got to get their attention. And sometimes salespeople, you know, they're so single-minded and you know, sometimes they just they're doing their thing, their heads are down and 
you know, it's a challenge to get their attention and pull them in. So let me ask you this. Why should sales, why should the field sales care about field marketing? Well, not only we hold budget. <laughs> we like budget. I know. Um, most, like, that's one of the issues, not issues, but challenges is that we do hold budget. And we are actually that channel that could bring messaging and connections in the field with, you know, hosting from a variety of programs, not just events. A lot of people think that field marketing just do events and that's all we do. But we can do programs that are uh, direct mails or email marketing. We uh, connect with third party executive uh, networks to be able to go to those uh, customers instead of them coming to us. And so and that could be through an event, a virtual roundtable, or going to uh, an industry-based type of uh, a conference. Why should they care? Because, again, we are the ones that could help them achieve those short-term goals, short and long-term, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm aligned currently to the enterprise segment. There is a lot that we do on the AVM side that is long-term. But within that long-term strategy, there's a short-term goal. And so whether it is that uh, they need support with research and account intelligence on an account or on a contact, we can do that. We, we have tools that allows us to, to do that. And one tool is Sixth Sense, for example. Uh, we're able to see the, um, the type, the, the engagement that certain contacts are having at the account level and what they're really interested in at the moment with keywords. And so we can provide intelligence to sales for them to be able to have more uh, relevant conversations and to go directly to the targets that are in need of information. And then with uh, relationship building, we're huge there, right? We we put together events that are more hospitality-based or content-based where they get to learn about our solutions, but also connect face-to-face. Thank God COVID is behind us because that was a really hard time for film marketing to pivot to virtual. Oh, so yeah. now we're able to go back to in-person and, and and have the AE connect with their customers face-to-face. There's nothing like that, yeah. right? Well, you mentioned tools and it's such a crazy time that we live in now from a sales and marketing perspective because there are so many great tools out there that can help yes. the marketer get more granular visibility into what these prospects are doing. But without the input from the salesperson on what accounts matter, you know, they who do they look for, right? You can just generally look to see who's engaging, but if there's specific accounts that are important to that rep, you know, get those to your field marketing person or get those to your marketing team. And then, you know, they can turn around and get that data and then turn around and report back to you. So you can engage at the right time with the right person based on some activity they were doing on your website. Um, yeah. So Fabiana, you've you've had the opportunity to work with some really high performing reps, reps in general. What do the top performing reps do, or how do they engage field marketing differently than maybe your average rep out there? Yeah, and I think I want to go back really quick to that comment you made about the top accounts, right? Yeah. Um, before we get into this, because I do feel that it starts at the top. And uh, like I align to the segment and then you have field marketers that are aligned to the different regions. And then uh, we have district managers. And so if we're aligned at the top on who those accounts are, then we can go a level down and make sure that there's prioritization at the regional level that aligns to the top. And so 
that is very important because there could be a lot of conflict and interest in where only usually you have one person looking after a whole region, which could have 30 to 50 reps. And if all of them, you know, come to you at the same time with an account that they want to do research on, it's going to be really difficult. So I think uh, prioritization is really important to happen all the way from the top. Yeah. Well, and that's a great point. I mean, just a personal example is I grabbed the top 20 targets from each of my team members. So let's just say that was 100. And then I provided marketing the 100 top prospects across the whole region. You know, and those are the ones that are the high value targets that we definitely want to get into. Um, yeah. And it, it will help us understand like the reasoning of why you're selecting that as a, as a top account, right? Yeah. Because of the TAM or lifetime bookings or is it industry base? Uh, I know healthcare financial services. You know, those are the top industries in most technology companies. And so us understanding the reason of the why this account is a top account will also help us uh, navigate through. So if you understand the why, how does that maybe tweak or adjust what you do? Because we can scale. Um, Right now, uh, if you are uh, prioritizing a healthcare account and we have several other healthcare accounts that perhaps have similar objectives and challenges, then usually the plays, the play that you set up for that solution, for that challenge could benefit other healthcare accounts. And mm-hmm. so, and that's most of the work that we do in AVM. We, uh, we try to select a list of accounts that are within the same vertical. And so that we're able to scale. Um, with limited budgets and limited time, obviously, right? So, yeah. and could you clarify? AVM stands for what? Account-based marketing. Oh, oh, ABM. Got it. Sorry. Yes, ABM. All right. Which is a corporate strategy that we can go into. That could be another wonderful yeah, conversation yeah. about what it is, because there's so many uh, misconceptions about what the program is. But then going back to your other question. Yeah, top reps. Uh, top reps, right? So, to me, top reps are the ones that like to work in a team. Those that engage not only field marketing, but channel, the SE, and other stakeholders within their team. They work as a community. They don't keep things to themselves. They like to share everything with all of us so that we understand, again, the why. Having the why motivates us Mm because we know that there's a reason, you know, there's a goal and there's a vision behind what they want to do. And so... To me, those are the top reps and also those that are leveraging everything that we have in motion at the moment. It does take, sometimes marketing does a lot. It overwhelms reps, but uh, we can tackle like the SE, right? Could look at stuff that we're doing at the technical level while the AE can tackle stuff that um, are more like decision makers, director plus, you know, and the channel can help us figure out like what are the right uh, resellers to reach out to, which ones in GSIs, you name it. I think if we work as a team, we're going to be able to accomplish things much faster Yeah, uh, and, and yeah, be more proactive about. I love your comment about the why, because whether you're trying to get into just kind of maybe more volume-based, more logos within your territory, or maybe you're trying to get into a specific big account in your territory or region, having that conversation and kind of outlining maybe the the struggle or the challenge that you're having with your field-based marketing person 
pulls them in. It becomes a collaborative process. And you might bring ideas or examples that you've done in another territory region that that rep's not even aware of. But if you're not having that discussion and kind of laying it all out there around what you're trying to do, the challenges to get there in with in a vacuum, then your field marketing person, I would assume you're just going to go do what you think is the best without any clear direction on, you know, kind of the why. So, yeah, exactly. And also, I think it's on us, right? We have to field marketers, you know, we have to be able to help the reps prioritize and focus and maybe it's on a weekly basis or monthly basis because they there's a lot that the rep has to focus on with enablement you know yeah yeah uh, and top of that marketing and we put a lot of exciting programs out there and we constantly put accountability on them to help us drive either registration and attendance to certain things so it could get overwhelming but as long as i think especially for top accounts as long as we're we're all following that same vision and the same objectives. It's all about the customer, yeah. not us, right? What is the customer trying to accomplish? And then from there, what are the sales objectives aligned to those? And then marketing objectives will align to not just sales, but also the business. Yeah. Well, you bring up an interesting comment, right? It's it's It does tend to be overwhelming sometimes with all the different events or activities or campaigns or webinars that marketing might be doing. And I look at some of the reps that just seem to be growing the most pipeline. They seem to uh, have just this high motor, high level of activity, um, and they're leveraging all that stuff. What I noticed about them is they're incredibly organized, right? Because if you are really organized, you can then consume. And by the way, it's not; it doesn't have to be you that's that's driving the attendance, all of that stuff. It's being organized to say, okay, well, maybe... I do some of it. Maybe my BDR does some of it. Maybe right. my SC does some of it. And by the way, maybe I've I've got my list built out for my partners and I get them to go push it and drive it. You know, it's, but if you've got to sit down and think about it every week when all that stuff's coming at you, you're not going to get it done. You're going to run out of time. Exactly. That's my whole point about working in a team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah working, leveraging it. your resources to accomplish many things. I mean... <laughs> We all know that when we have so many things, we just have to start delegating, right? Yep, gotta gotta work collaboratively. Before we jump into the topic, I wanted to let you know that we just launched a monthly drawing for one of our insulated high-tech freedom tumblers. Now, I've been sending these out as a thank you gift to each of our guests, and the response has been great. You know, everyone has a full-size coffee cup, a Yeti, or whatever brand that they might use, but not everybody has the small tumbler that you can put your wine or beverage of choice in. And they're great for the deck, beach, camping, or just, you know, just keeping your drink warm or cold. Now, I'm not selling these, but I am excited about them. So we decided to offer these up to the loyal podcast listeners by doing a monthly drawing. So if you're interested, go to hightechfreedom.com forward slash mug, that's M-U-G, and you'll see a picture of the Tumblr and you can enter. We'll just collect your name, phone number, and email. And if you do win, we'll then follow up and ask for your mailing address so we know where to send it. If you don't win, your name stays in so you don't need to re-enter. Fabiana, so, you know, in my in my years of selling and, and being in sales leadership, um, so much of the the marketing effort is it, it seems like it's put into that first beginning stage, right? To help get the meeting, to help get the customer touch, and that's important. But 
it seems like all the effort and money is spent there. And then once we're in the account, it doesn't seem like marketing's as present. I guess I'm curious, is that still kind of consistent? Uh, you're seeing a shift uh, away from that? And what are your thoughts? Yeah, on? I think it. I think it depends. I believe you let within the commercial at Citrix. I think it depends on the segment. Uh, commercial, mid-market, right? SMB, usually it's like large volume. The more opportunities, uh, the better we have to meet our booking goals. With enterprise and even global accounts, uh, strategic accounts, it's now, especially in this market with the recession, inflation, the scrutiny, we're seeing larger uh, deal cycles, right? We are in need to help sales not only create pipeline but also accelerate and us understanding at what stage is the right stage for us to help with that will be helpful mm -hmm. um and then there's different components of what we can do for that i think storytelling anything that um uh, that is that could help uh the customer understand on how others how other peers have dealt with the same situation. So programs that are more of um, storytelling, helping them with uh, learn case studies. I think those are the best programs. Hospitality, where we can get there, we can uh, connect with the customer at a different level, more personal level. Uh, I believe programs like that will help move the needle than just like programs that we put for more top of funnel, like webinars right. or lunch and learns. I think it's 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 another uh, muscle that field marketing is is working on to be able to help accelerate deals, but in a very different way of what we do to create new pipeline. Right. Um, yeah. I love the voice of a customer roundtable where you have a mix of customers and and prospects hearing from a customer that perhaps has had the same challenge that they did and how they were able to go through it and perhaps it's not just you know talking about pure storage it was just talking about their their business challenges and, and solutions and pure storage is in there obviously because it's our event yeah but um more thought leadership than anything else helps yeah. that's interesting i um you know I, I i do like those i i like those higher quality more intimate type of events when you are trying to kind of maybe move along the the sales process or accelerate it or create some of that that lead that thought leadership you know yeah. for example um you know doing a maybe a basketball game a football game and getting uh two prospects to it with two of your existing clients right and then you know if they're talking that's that's beautiful right you can sit back and let that relationship happen as well as build those direct one-on-one -on -one relationships with those key people and um, you know, and sometimes in my experience is, you know, field marketing can help up level that. Yeah, you can go expense it, you can go buy the tickets, but uh, working with your field marketing team, sometimes you can put a, like a little mini event together and sort of up level the whole experience for yeah, people. And yeah. by the way, take the workload off yourself, right? Because there's only so many hours in the day that you can, you can sell and to, to up level, you need, you need a team around you to, to make that happen. Yeah. But again, I go back to aligning at the top because those are the type of events that reps want all the time yeah tickets here oh, concerts, positioning. Games, positioning, right? yeah. <laughs> and so it's like it's i work in a very transparent way where i share with my avp or the regional marketing manager with their original directors how much money we have how much money we have for the quarter how much money we have for the year if we had only one thing to do what will you do right because it's important 
it's important for us to know the priorities so that we could have those things because hospitality could be seen as as an event that perhaps is just if what everyone wants right and we might not be able to measure it but if we are working on something where we can prove that there's an open opportunity that is supposed to close in the first half or in the second half and this is how much uh, the opportunity it is and this is how much potential for the future then there is a right business case to yeah. spend on this hospitality because yeah. hospitality is a number one request oh is it we receive okay. right yes yeah. that's funny um, um well what is uh i'm curious is there is there like an activity or an event that's starting to get i don't it seems like we go through waves of like what's exciting what's cool like i remember for a while people especially during the pandemic people were doing like the dine and dash type of event you know oh, yeah, they didn't want to come out is there something that uh, is kind of hot right now? I don't know if it's working, but something that everybody wants to go do or that's getting butts and seats? Yeah, there's several, like the extreme experience where you have customers or prospects like have that experience. Uh, sponsorship with F1. We we have a contract with Madison Square Garden. So there's there's a lot of creativity, different different programs that are very creative. Um, but I I like to push the team to think more strategically like always make sure that we have content somehow in there marketing is all about we need to make sure we have content right. attached to anything we do even if it's just like you know 15 minutes 20 minutes or we can get creative and have a virtual meeting and then do hospitality after i enjoy giving sales high quality leads and for for senior leaders business leaders and executives, sometimes actually programs, we have to go to where they're at with uh, going to a third party executive network company and where they are the ones hosting a conference or a roundtable and we are the ones that are sponsor. And um, the, the third party can help us also set up follow up meetings. And it's 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 more of a thought leadership type of program. So I know that's not really what you wanted to hear on the fun part. I want to make sure that it's fun, but it's also bringing high quality right. leads that are going to create high quality pipeline because we can create a lot of pipeline, but if that pipeline doesn't close, then we're not yeah. doing our job. Yeah. The other one that I want to mention is EVCs. Oh, so yeah. you know the magic happens at, at an EVC and that usually you engage a, cost, a, a prospect or the opportunity at a certain stage to an EVC. So we have been bringing EBCs and we did this as Citrix to like EBCs to the field because a lot of people don't want to travel to the headquarters where you have right. the EBC center. So bringing that experience to the field where the majority of opportunities where there's a concentration of open opportunities has been also ideally because there's nothing better than sitting in a room with just talking about your account. It's all about it's a one-on-one -on -one experience and uh, magic happens in, in that at that time in, in that conference room. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because the, you know, I just think back in my 28 years of selling or leading, any big deal that we've ever done, at some point, you know, there we they were back in corporate, we were doing an EBC, and so many good things come out of it, right? You bring in maybe leaders that you're not, you know, customer leaders that don't normally come to a meeting, but you're you're going to the EBC, you're bringing in your execs, they're going to bring in their their execs. The information you find out about your account is is so incredible and then just as a at the personal level for the for the account manager out there 
the visibility you personally get along the way and the people you're able to connect with internally when you're back in corporate, it's invaluable. But it has been hard over the last few years to get them back there. And so, you know, that, that's just a great example of you have to innovate, right? Yeah. Um, you know, maybe you're doing a virtual EBC. Maybe you're bringing your team out to the field, but um, you've still, you've got to find a way to go do it. And it'll be so impactful to your business. But we do have to get creative because it, I don't like it, but some customers just don't want to go travel back to corporate anymore. No. So we bring that EBC experience to the field. It could be hybrid because those that, that are not in that specific city where we're going can log in through Zoom. And uh, we also have done like account-based workshops, right, where we go directly to the customer, um, yeah. to their their own home. So, I mean, you know, business. And so, yeah, we need to get creative. We need to find ways that we meet them in in, in every different way, virtual, in-person, hybrid, you name it. Yeah. In fact, uh, before your episode airs, um, I have a, a solo episode that I just did on. Uh, it's titled Why Innovate as a Sales Rep. And you know, this is a, just a great example of that, that our business is constantly changing. Our customers are constantly changing. The technology is changing. Technology, so yeah. if you're just sitting back and waiting, you know, you're going to fall behind. You have to be innovating. And, and the reality is nobody's going to really figure it out for you. You know, if we were shifting from a regular EBC to a bring it to the field EBC, the idea most likely started with the necessity of some field rep who then promoted it or talked about it with their manager. And eventually then maybe management grabbed onto it and made it more programmatic. But the best and the newest ideas typically come from some of the top performers in the field. And then those become kind of status quo. So keep innovating. Go back, check out that episode. So Fabiana, you've talked about uh, kind of the role of field marketing as a kind of a broker you know, within the, the larger marketing organization. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes, I think, you know, being that field marketing is so close to sales, the beauty of field marketing is that we are your voice, right? We connect with the whole marketing organization. And sometimes for sales, it's hard to be able to connect with those up there that are managing uh, branding, communications, uh, like social media, right? Even the website, like there's, I've heard so many times, you know, feedback that sales has given to me about messaging, about, I don't know, venues that we select to go to different like high value uh, conferences, for example. I'm just giving you uh, a couple of examples, but we are the ones that have that connection. So I kind of see, see us in the middle. Um, in we are the connectors of of all of those different pieces. In a short summary, we are your voice. So um, the voice what better way? The voice of sales, and yeah. I think that's our one of our main roles within within our you know overall role. So Fabiana, as we wrap up, what does the future Fabiana look like? What uh, what does freedom look like for you? Freedom. Well, to me, freedom, I know you're probably not going to be a fan of my answer, but it's being at peace. Um, Why would I not be a fan of that? Because I, I know with the investment, I know um, I have to be honest with myself. Obviously, I want to retire early and I want to be able to do the things that I, I love my job and I love my career. I want to, but I love coaching too. There's other passions of mine. That one day I would like to just maybe do that part time and travel full time. <laughs> yeah. But for that I need to prepare myself and 
I know investing is pretty important and I'm learning a lot from you. So thank you for doing what you do. Oh, you're welcome. But um, it's, I also think like as long as you're at peace, it's not sometimes all about money. As long as you're, you're at peace with yourself, then I think that's what freedom really uh, in a spiritual way means. Is there something that is uh, really taking your peace away? Like you have to like take a look at yourself, step back and, and react because I mean, that's the most important part about feeling free. Yeah. It's one thing about being free and feeling it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that because you have to be living in the moment, right? Um, yeah. And it, you've got to be enjoying what you're doing today because you just never know, right? And there's nothing wrong with looking towards the future for, for freedom or for something that you want to achieve. Everybody to, needs yeah. to have a goal, but you know, along the way, right? You got to be happy. Yeah. So, no, Especially I, I come from, I, I, we're immigrants here and my parents didn't know we didn't know much about investing or or it's not really a come from Peru right it's not really something that we uh, do best over there and so I had the opportunity to come at a young age where I could learn and actually sign up for my first 401k when I uh, you know started working for for a professional company and understand seeing them now and seeing other elderly you know working at an age where i don't want to be working or i just yeah. want to be traveling it's it's uh it puts things into perspective and so really the time is now when you're in your 20s and your 30s preparing for that future it's very important yeah like, oh, gosh, so true i uh I, my son's 20 and i remind him that every single day he's just in college but you know it's it's like you need to start thinking about that now and start planning for it now and doesn't mean you have to obsess with it, but you know, start. It's the little things that you can do today that will significantly compound over time. That'll just set you up uh, down the road and in the future. Yes, I agree. Well, Fabiana, if somebody would like to reach out to you, what's the best way to connect out? Uh, LinkedIn. Okay. And so we'll put, your, we'll put that in yeah. the show notes. Yeah, uh, I love mentoring and coaching, and there's always. Um, People in sales that like to do the, the switch to marketing and marketing, they want to be in sales. I love giving that message that sales and marketing cannot do it without each other. And we need to be together. We need to act as a team. And um, I'm happy to talk to whoever about those things. <laughs> yeah, we'll reach out to uh, Fabian if you have any questions on that. Just, you know, on that, on that point, I was, uh, I, I don't know why I was looking, but I happened to notice some of the uh, marketing curriculum at uh, Portland State University here in Oregon, where I live. And I was curious, I, I was actually looking to see where they, they had a sales program or a sales class. I was curious to kind of figure out where that set. And they, they have that nested under the marketing program, which I thought was interesting, you know, it kind of pulls the two together. So, That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. So the two are intertwined. So we are. Fabiana, thanks again. Really great to catch up and uh, best of luck to you. Thank you. Thanks again for joining us today. To get more sales and real estate tips, you can subscribe to our newsletter at hightechfreedom.com. You can also join our private Facebook and LinkedIn group that is exclusively for sales professionals. If you found a nugget of good information in the podcast, please subscribe, give us a positive rating and write a review. If there is a topic that you would like us to cover in the future, please send us a note through our website at hightechfreedom.com. Until next week, make this your best week ever.